On today's first ever Made in Order, we talk about the first Iron Maiden song off of the first Iron Maiden album. Oh, welcome to Made in Order, my Iron Maiden podcast. I talk about each Maiden song from their first one to the last. Every single episode's devoted to one song. So I hope that you keep listening. They really aren't that long. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first ever Maiden Order podcast. This is a brand new podcast that I'm trying here, uh, formerly the Maiden Fan Podcast. Now I have a specific mission, going through every single Iron Maiden song from the first to the last, you heard the song, and uh, talking about it. Um, these episodes, episodes aren't going to be very long. Uh, but hopefully they'll be a little informative and maybe you'll hear something or learn something that you didn't know before. Um, maybe not, but hopefully you enjoy it in the meantime. And today we are talking about the first song ever on the first Iron Maiden album, Prowler. It was released in 1980, so that means it is almost 40 years old. Yes, in April of this year, April 14th to be exact. This album, this song will be 40 years old, which is ridiculous. Uh, it was written by the king himself, Mr. Steve Harris. Uh, this first Iron Maiden album actually has a, um, a very unique lineup. This is the only uh, album with this lineup. Um, well, actually, I guess, I guess you could say that for the first three Iron Maiden albums. They're very, um, there's only... I think you'd say those first three albums are the only ones that have that specific lineup, right? Because each one is different. I, I'm already rambling. But on this album, the first um, Iron Maiden album, self-titled Iron Maiden, we have on lead vocals, of course, Mr. Paul Diano. Bass and backing vocals, Mr. Steve Harris. On guitars, Mr. Dave Murray. On guitars and backing vocals, Mr. Dennis Stratton. And on drums, Mr. Clive Burr. This is the only, we'll hear from Clive Burr um, for, for, for many episodes, many months, but this is the um, only album that you will hear uh, me say the name Dennis Stratton. It's the only album he played on. And uh, frankly, I, I remember reading that it just, he, it was almost like he was in a, he was in a different band than what uh, Steve had in mind. And uh, that's why he was, um, that's why this is the only album he was ever in. Um, also, this is the only album that was produced by Mr. Will Malone. I didn't even I didn't even know that until I looked this up. Um, and I have to say, this album has its own sound. I mean, it's 1980. It's 40 years ago. But it does sound more punk. I, 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 could, I guess I would say less quality, lower quality. 
think Killers has a a better sound. Um, and really, I mean, when when Number of the Beast came in, the sound quality went up ridiculously. And that's that might that could be to technology. It's not just because of who the singer is. Um, so this song and this album was released on April fourteenth. 1980 uh, in the United Kingdom by EMI Records and in the United States by Harvest and Capital Records. And was this song released as a single? No, it wasn't. What I'd like to do now is uh, go through the lyrics of the song. I think with every episode, we're going to do a lyric reading where um, I can just kind of read it and see what the hell the song's about. Uh, this one, I have to say, is um, it's pretty basic. You know, reading the lyrics, uh, when you think of the songs, the complex, the complex musical arrangements and songs that Steve Harris has written over the years. Uh, this album is, well, this album is very different, but this song is quite different from anything else. Like, this is the most, I guess you could say Sanctuary's up there too, but this one is one of the more punk-sounding songs. It's very, it's really perfect for Paul Diano's voice. Um, but let's go through the, uh, the lyrics, shall we? Uh, I'll read it almost as if I'm reading uh, poetry, fine poetry. Walking through the city, looking oh so pretty, I've just got to find my way. See, that's this dude. This is what I'm thinking. This dude thinks he's um, he's having a great time. He's looking good. Uh, and he's just like, you know, he's just got to... He, he's doing good. He's looking good. But he's just got to kind of find his groove. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, the next line is, see the ladies flashing all their legs and lashes. I've just got to find my way. Uh, I didn't even realize, like, see the ladies flashing all their legs and lashes. I think I, I always thought he says all their legs are flashing. I didn't even realize that. Um, yeah, so right away, this guy, he sees these ladies, quote-unquote, flashing. Uh, no, 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 no. All he's doing is seeing their nice legs and their eyes, and he's just got to find his way. You could see, well, I mean, the name of the song is Prowler. The word Prowler is never said in this song, but... um. You can see the song. This song is written about a psychopath, a psychopath who uh, thinks he looks great, and he's just got to kind of find his own groove. See those ladies flashing, all their legs and lashes. That's like, you know, those women over there. They're 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 doing this to me. They're 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 dressing this way. This they they want this. Maybe, maybe this song is more complex than I realized. Um, the next verse is, "Well, you see me crawling through the bushes with it open wide. What you seeing, girl?" Okay, um, I'm with it open wide. Obviously, it's his trench coat, and this guy's flashing them. Um, can't believe that feeling. Can't, oh, can't you believe that feeling? Can't you believe it? Can't you believe your eyes? It's the real thing, girl. Like, I feel like if this was written by David Lee Roth, that it would almost be like pro, check me out, look at my dick. Um, but see that it's written by Steve Harris. Uh, you can see that this is kind of 
written in the in the mind of uh, of a crazy person who thinks everything he's doing is great. It's like he's flashing these women. It's like, look how pretty I am. Look how great I am. Can you believe it? Can you believe your eyes? It's the real thing, girl. Again, talking about his uh, genitals. So that's the main gist of the chorus right there. Got me feeling myself and reeling around. Got me talking, but feel like walking around. Um, You know, I never really read the lyrics this way. Got me feeling myself and reeling around. I mean, I think he's literally saying he's grabbing his own junk and spinning around showing these women his junk uh you know he's opening his jacket he's flashing them um can you believe what you're seeing girls can you believe it um it got me feeling myself that i i you could see it two ways you know he's like he's feeling himself like yeah he's feeling his oats he's like yeah i'm feeling great or you can take it literally that he is grabbing himself and feeling himself um i'd like to take it that way because that way is funnier or creepier uh got me feeling myself and reeling around got me talking but feel like walking around. Got me feeling myself in reeling. Uh, got me talking, but nothing's with me. Got me feeling myself in reeling around. Um, that's like these lyrics. Not that these lyrics aren't simple. It's just that that's it. The basically he repeats himself again um, with. The, the the same opening co- verse, walking through the city, looking oh so pretty, I've just got to find my way. See the ladies flashing, all their legs and lashes, I've just got to find my way. And then again, it's the same thing. What you see crawling, what you see me, well, you see me crawling around through the bushes with it open wide. Again, his, his jacket, I'm assuming. What you seeing, girl? You know, and while this song is not as complicated or intricate as future Iron Maiden songs, there are still some great musical moments. I mean, how great was that right there? That is like, it's like classic Maiden. Like even like current mean just those those riffs repeating four times, diddly 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 dee doo, um, and then you got this this like fast paced uh, you know guitar solo with a punk background to it. Um, it speeds up, you know. It's, it it does the same thing with t- different time signatures, and then it kind of kicks back to the uh, original kind of speed of the song. So while the song is somewhat basic compared to you know future Iron Maiden songs. When you sit down and really listen to it, like you're not just listening to it and enjoying it and singing it, but you're trying to listen to it, trying to kind of examine the song, you could see that there it, there is some seeds um, of future Iron Maiden right there in the first song. And examining the lyrics, even though it's just like one set of lyrics, a, a, a verse, pre-chorus, chorus repeated, and again, we'll see that another time in this album, uh, it's still 
tells a story. And it's still, when you read it, you kind of examine it a little more and you see, well, there's something going on here. Uh, there's this guy who's obviously a sociopath who really wants to show his junk to the world. Um, he's the prowler. And, uh, but he, um, it's the real thing, girl. Can you believe your eyes? I mean, that is the gist of it, that this guy is um, delirious and a psychopath. And uh, these women brought it on themselves, quote-unquote, with their legs and lashes. So I just, I, I, um, I'd love to do this for every single Iron Maiden song. You know, there's so many songs that I sing along, and I know all the words. But then I never sat down and read it as like a story. So that's what I think we're going to be doing uh, with every single one of these episodes. And uh, I think we did a pretty good job with our first one. What I'd like to do now is kind of, um, for every episode, just talk personally about a song. Not uh, dissecting anything, not giving any facts or um, statistics or anything. Just talk about what this song might mean to me personally. Uh, for this one, this song makes me think of my brother. Not because he is uh, a prowler, not because he um, you know, has flashed anyone, or at least not that I know of, um, but just because this is the song that he always... Uh, he knew before I even bought an Iron Maiden album, before I bought my first Iron Maiden record at uh, Strawberries, he knew this song. Uh, and he, he, I think it was like, maybe when I bought this album, he was like, oh, that's the song, that's the song I know. He knows that song, Prowler, and he liked that song. And it was always that connection to my brother uh, for this song. Um, I've gone to see Iron Maiden 10 times, and nine times were with him. Uh, one time he had to back out. Uh, but that includes this past summer. Uh, and out of all the times we've seen them play, uh, they've never once played Prowler live. Um, I don't even know the last time they've... I don't even know if they've ever played Prowler live. I don't know if Bruce has ever uh, played Prowler live. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say I don't know if Bruce has ever sung Prowler. We'll get there. Um, but personally, this just makes me think of... Um, eighth grade. It's just a time in my life also. You know, my brother, this song specifically, um, eighth grade, buying this album, um, discovering through my guitar teacher uh, that, uh, oh no, there were two singers on Iron Maiden. I didn't even know that. I just thought, oh, this sounds different. He's younger here. Um, but no, this is a completely completely different fellow than the, than the guy on that um, record with all the synthesizers. Um and just, this takes me back, just listening to it. Um, and again, my brother, Sean, if you're listening to the song, this is yours. Hopefully someday um, we will hear uh, Bruce sing this song live. If you've ever been to our website, fans.experts.com, you'll see that we also have a podcast up there by my cousin um, about a band called Metallica. I don't really know them very well. I think they were like a big MTV um, band in the 90s. But what he likes to do sometimes is um, play covers um, 
from various bands that cover this Metallica band. Um, so I completely stole that idea from him, and um, he knows it. So what I'm going to try to do every single episode is find covers, if there are covers out there of a, the specific song, and um, present them to you. This first one here is by a Florida metal band called Black Tide. Uh, They're not a band anymore, but back in 2008, they were tapped by Kerrang! magazine to record a cover of Prowler for the tribute to Iron Maiden called Maiden Heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, Black Tide. Kind of liked it up until that part. Um, not going to play the whole thing. Just wanted to give you a little glimpse into something called Black Tide. Uh, the next uh, cover that we have here, this one is a little different. This is by a group that call themselves Maiden United. And this was for their album called Across the Seventh Sea. They're a tribute band. Uh, But as you can hear right away, they're a little different.
Okay, I'm not going to lie. That is the first time I actually listened to uh, that. I listened to like the first five seconds. I thought, oh, it's an acoustic uh, thing. I thought it was just going to be instrumental. I'm not going to lie. I Did I already say I'm not going to lie? I really liked that. I really dug that. Uh, the guy had a great voice and just a nice little uh, different arrangement, different take on this song. Makes me want to go back and um, listen to all their other stuff. It's Maiden United. I am going to um, put links to uh, both of these in um, in the uh, podcast notes. So check those out. Um, I, got, I found them both on YouTube. Now, the third and last cover song um, is my favorite of all. Now, you've excused me. I almost burped because I'm actually drinking some... Sun and Steel Trooper Ale, which is um, Sake Lager by Iron Maiden. I gotta listen to this more, man. I really like this. Um, so these uh, these covers were 2008 and 2012. But back in 1988, another band covered uh, this song, um, Prowler. The name of this band was Iron Maiden. <laughs> Released as a B-side to The Evil That Men Do. From The Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, Iron Maiden released Prowler 88. Um, and guess what? We may not hear Bruce singing it live, but at least we can hear him sing it. Nineteen eighty-eight, uh, seventh son of a seventh son. Uh, Bruce has his very specific kind of style that he's saying. Then you can just kind of hear it. It feels like, uh, you know, seventh son. Um, no prayer for the dying. It's very specific. That kind of way he's singing. Um, and since this was uh, released in eighty-eight, uh, the only two uh, people that were on the, both the original and this are Steve Harris and Dave Murray. And it's crazy that this feels more like a modern sound of Maiden because everyone there in the band is in the band right now. Uh, but this is only eight years after the original track was released. And it's 32 years ago that this cover, this re-release, reboot, you would say, uh, was released. It's just crazy. I don't think I've ever listened to this all the way through before.
you can hear there was even just a little. Um, they updated it a bit. You know, the solo's a little different. It seems a little faster, I think. Um, but for the most part, it's it's the exact same song. So we had two covers and one sort of reboot by the band itself. Uh, and you know what, folks? I think this is what Maiden Order is going to be. Kind of talking about the song a little bit um, and uh, going through the lyrics, giving a little personal anecdote and finding any covers that are out there. But I would be, uh, dare I say, neglectful if I left one other thing out. You see, while um, Iron Maiden's first album uh, version of Prowler was not the last time that Iron Maiden recorded Prowler, it actually wasn't the first time they recorded Prowler either. Uh, A year earlier, back in 1979, there was a thing called the Soundhouse Tapes, kind of the EP that kind of got Iron Maiden its start. Um, The lineup was pretty different than what we have now. We still had Paul Diano and Dave Murray and Steve Harris, always and forever. Uh, But on drums was Doug Sampson. Not to be uh, confused with Sampson, the band that Bruce Dickinson was in before Iron Maiden. And uh, on guitar, I guess at the time he was uncredited, is Mr. Paul Cairns, who has no sort of Wikipedia page at all. Uh, This was... um, Produced or engineered by uh, a man named Mike Kemp and mixed by a fella named Gary Lucas. Ladies and gentlemen, um, before I finish the show, I want to say that you can find me on Twitter at Maiden Podcast. The website is fansnotexperts slash maiden. And um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this, um, this new thing that we're going to be doing here. My, um, my thought is that I'm going to try to do this bi-weekly. So every other week, look for a new episode of Maiden Order covering a new song. Uh, if that's the case, we could be doing this um, well into my uh, 80s uh, if, if I kind of uh, work it out correctly. So um, thanks again for checking it out. If you uh, could find us on iTunes or anywhere, rate and review. That would be awesome. There are some old reviews from old, like back in 07, 08 that are hilarious because how mean they are to me because of how terrible a podcaster I am. But um, this is a new era, a new beginning. I hope that you enjoy doing this, listening to this. I hope you enjoy doing this. hope you enjoy listening to this uh, as much as I have had fun doing it. I am um, now tired of using English language words and will stop talking. So I will leave you now with the 1979 version of Prowler from the Sound House Tapes.
Fans not experts.